0: You're listening to the Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park podcast. Who will ever forget the summer of 2012 when London, and in particular, this part of London, welcomed the world and delivered an extraordinary Olympic and Paralympic Games? Tom Daly had captured the public imagination when becoming part of Team GB at just 14 years of age. In 2012 he achieved his destiny, winning an Olympic medal in the pool he now calls his second home after relocating to the capital and moving his training base to the London Aquatic Centre in pursuit of Olympic gold in Tokyo. This is his story, in his own words, of his relationship with a special pool, a special place and a very special Queen Elizabeth
1: Olympic Park. Knowing that London 2012 was going to be the home Olympic Games, it's something that you dream of every single day from the moment we found out it was going to be in London. And I remember seeing this place when it was a building site uh, back in uh, 2007, I think I was here, 2008 I came here, 2010 I came here, and to see it gradually going up, I actually put one of the tiles on the swimming pool as well. So I've seen lots of different stages of uh, the growth of the aquatic center. Do you know where that tile is today? I think it's in the swimming pool, not the diving pool, in the more in the middle of the pool, at the end near closest to the diving pool. So it's like on the side closest to lane zero. And how did that happen and come about? Oh, I was here just to do like a little bit of a look around and a tour. And they had the five meter already up. So I went and had a look on the five meter and they were tiling the pool and they were like, do you want to tile one? And I was like, great, yeah. I think I wrote my name on the back of it as well. So it might be, well, you know, if it ever gets knocked down you might find my name on the back of a tile. How did it
0: feel when you first sort of walked through the doors and and saw it for the first time?
1: Well, probably the beginning of 2012 for the first dive in this pool. And at the time, I remember the seats going up to the high heavens, like 18,000 seats. And it was all set up for the first dive with 100 days to go to the Olympics. So it was a pretty intense uh, moment to walk into uh, this facility. But I was blown away by how incredibly beautiful yet simplistic and Uh, modern this pool is and it's it's always so exciting to come here every day
0: and in terms of obviously as an elite diver as a a competition facility Mm. how does this rate to where you travel around the world and visit other venues and compete in other (sighs) venues
1: I mean, this uh, facility is world class. It's one, it's one of the best pools in the world. Not only for the diving pool facility side of it, it's the dry land facility that we have for training with the foam pits, the trampolines, the dry boards and all of the weight facilities that we have. So it's not just the fact that the pool is amazing. It's the facilities around surrounding it too. And let's go back. Obviously, London was
0: was the Olympic city. Became the Olympic city in two thousand and five. You were a young man there. Do you remember it? Did it? Yeah, I was.
1: I was actually in Australia at the time um, for a competition, and I was ten. And I remember we were all gathered around the TV at dinner, waiting for uh, the announcement to be made of which city it was going to be. And I remember the whole table just erupted and it was a really kind of emotional moment i didn't really know what it meant at the time but to know that it was going to be london 2012 just changed the whole dynamic of what what well, the years to come and as a 10 year old did you
0: think at that point I need to be at the London Olympics. Was it that certain
1: in your mind at that point that that was going to mm. be your destiny? I mean, back in 2003, I, when like it was first talked about that London wanted to be a candidate city, I drew a picture of me doing a handstand on a diving board with the Olympic rings that said London 2012. So before it was even in London 2012, I knew I had to be there. And... Drawing that picture kind of gave me that motivation a visualization as well that I was going to be on that diving board. And as a diver, is it important to
0: have those kind of motivational, those visualization things, as you say?
1: I think you have to visualize yourself doing what you want to do. If you never visualize what could be, it will never be. Uh, So making sure that you have an idea of what you want to achieve, but then staying present in each and every moment to make sure you get to where you need to be. And what happened to the picture? It's, I've still got it. It's at home. It was, it was actually my medal book. So what I used to do when I first started diving, uh, I used to draw around each medal and then write in it what the event was. So I had like a medal book of all the things that I had uh, won and it was the first page in that medal book. And you went to Beijing, obviously, you were the the
0: youngest member of the team, youngest person, I think, to be in an Mm. Olympic final. And then obviously
1: it gets real then, because, you know, London's next, but there's still four years to go. No, exactly. I mean, I remember in Beijing, I was so young, I didn't really know what it meant and what the Olympics was and the scale of it and all that. And I was just so excited to be there. And to be honest, I got a bit of extra time off school because I was away training a lot. Um, But yeah I remember using that competition as massive experience and learnings and and then the years to come following that um, my success started getting more and more and I was starting to dive better and better and then 2012 became a real medal opportunity which is something that you know not only did I well of course I dreamed of winning an Olympic medal but never did I ever think that it was going to be in front of a home crowd, and I
0: guess as well at that point obviously in Beijing it's a learning experience, the fact then that you were able to come to London and everything that went on in London and all the razzmatazz and pressure. Yeah.
1: The fact you'd done one and, and been in one helped? It makes a massive difference because the Olympic Games is like no other competition. I mean, it's the same people and it's the same competition technically, but the fact that there's you know bus timetables and there's uh, the food hall and the Olympic Village and everything is completely different to what we would normally be doing at a World Championships or a World Cup or European Championships. How did you feel then going in to London and ahead of that Games? I mean, it was terrifying because I was on a massive billboard uh, on the Westfield right by the park and there was all this expectation that I was going to go and win medals and be, you know, I was going to go there and pick up the medals if it was going to be nothing and everyone was watching, the TV audience was huge, there was 18,000 people in the crowd, all my friends and family were there, so it was a really intense moment, but I was spent the whole time kind of being a little bit nervous and worried about what was going to happen. And then it wasn't until the final where I was like, you know what, what is the point of being scared and worried and anxious about this moment? This moment I've been dreaming of all my life. I should just enjoy it. And I remember just thinking, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy this competition. You know, who knows if I'm ever going to be in an Olympics again and I should just enjoy it. And I did. And what was the buzz like when you came down to
0: to what was the olympic stadium and the olympic park for the first time i
1: mean it was it's such a it was such an incredible atmosphere and i think that was when great britain peaked <laughs> in 2012 like just the how everyone came together as one uh and everyone was celebrating all the success of uh, different nations and different countries and different sporting events i think it was a real beautiful time for great britain You're yeah, synonymous of course with the aquatic center but that opening ceremony in the stadium mm what do you recall of that in terms of it setting the tone for what was to come it's funny because as an athlete as an Olympic at the Olympic opening ceremony you don't get to see very much at all so I still to this day have not seen the opening ceremony but that moment when we walk out into the stadium is just incredible and I mean in Beijing I thought it was the most amazing thing but then doing it in front of a home crowd the roar was like deafening and walking out and being with that whole team behind you and the fact that the diver is always the short one so we're always in the front row <laughs> so that was pretty cool to be able to walk out in the front as well and a privilege i guess for you as a diver that you get
0: to go because not everyone on the team does
1: get yeah to go. exactly i mean in london 2012 everyone went regardless of when they were competing because it was like a once in a lifetime opportunity but every other opening ceremony i didn't go in rio and i won't be going in tokyo because uh, the schedule works in a way that we are day two in the men's tummy synchro. so um to protect performance, we won't be going to any other Olympic opening ceremonies.
0: Literally once in a lifetime. It literally
1: was once in a lifetime, and it was so incredible,
0: so incredible. So let's get into to competition. Yes. Yeah? And obviously, you, you you competed in two competitions mm-hmm. in London. Talk us through... The first one if you like because you're straight into that but straight into a final wasn't it
1: yeah so straight into the synchro final and it was again the atmosphere was amazing there was a, a missed dive in round four so it didn't mean meant that we didn't we just missed out on a medal but the atmosphere and the whole experience of that was just amazing and then going into the individual event i it was the like a prelim a semi and a final the prelim was not good for me at all i barely qualified semi-final was better and then the final was just everything kind of came to play place and with diving you never know what place you're going to finish no matter how well you dive because someone can always dive better or someone could dive, be diving worse um, but to come away with the score I did and the dives I did I had to be completely happy with it and you know to just to be able to come away with an Olympic medal was just something that was so beyond like beyond words it was it was something that was so and to be able to have my family there my friends to watch it was just incredible.
0: Was the the atmosphere as kind of sizzling inside the aquatic center as it appeared to come through on on the tv screens oh
1: my gosh it was so loud and it was one of the the biggest contrast ever because it was so loud and everyone was screaming and waving flags the whistle would go and then it was like you could hear a pin drop and it was silent and that for me was it was like it you know gives you goosebumps thinking about it how like that moment where everyone's screaming for you to do really well and all of a sudden it's just silence and then it's just you and the diving board and the pool, and it's just you got to do what you need to do.
0: What's going through your head at that point, then?
1: Honestly, you just got to think about the process of the dive. If you let yourself get distracted, distracted about where you are and what you're doing, it can, you know, things can go wrong. So just focusing on making sure that I do what I need to do to do the best dive that I can. And you talk about distraction. There were distractions with yes. camera flashes, of yes. course. Yes. Oh my gosh, that was the start, beginning of the end of my back twister. To be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess there's pros and cons of having a home uh, competition that people wanted to take photos and those flashes when you're doing a twisting dive can be extremely distracting because if you blink once, it's over. And I remember putting my hand up when I hit the water and being like, there, can you please tell the audience that they cannot use flash photography? And then I was like, because uh, if that happens on any of my d- other dives, it's unfair. And then the referee said, what are you asking me for? And I said, I, I, I believe that I deserve a redive," dive And he was like okay go and I went back up to do the dive again which was terrifying because I just got lost on and it's, it's crazy because I got asked about it in the mix zone afterwards where all the press were and I didn't even I couldn't remember it was such a traumatic like moment in my diving career and then since then my back twister went downhill and I was so terrified and scared about doing it again that I ended up actually learning a new dive in this pool actually which is a forward three and a half somersaults sauces one twist which we found on a circus trick on a russian swing on youtube and we kind of turned it into an olympic dive
0: <laughs> you're listening to the queen elizabeth olympic park podcast with tom daly describing his special memories and standout moments at london's queen elizabeth olympic park you did win the bronze medal what's the emotion when you have finally Mm.
1: achieved that aim that that people have been anointing on on you since you were like you say 10 years of age i mean just winning an olympic medal is just something that's so special uh, compared to any other event and for me to be able to i've done it in front of a home crowd and it's just you know it's one of those things where your your life and all the training flashes before your eyes and it's just like a moment that passes through so quickly
0: it was a strange journey, London 2012, because many people were thinking you were going to win maybe the first medal on that first Monday. Yes. And actually, you ended up winning one of the last, last medals. medals. How, <laughs> how do you then
1: occupy yourself? What do you do in between time? So, in the, because we're at the beginning, at the very end, we have like a 10-day period where there's a bit of an escape strategy. So, in that time, we had our pre-camp in South End. So, we actually escaped to South End for a week and trained there. So, it's a similar thing that we did in Beijing and also a similar thing that we're going to be doing in Tokyo and escaping from the Olympic Village and the, uh, that atmosphere to be able to focus on more about yourself and not getting too hyped up in the Olympic atmosphere.
0: I've covered a couple of Olympic Games mm. and spoken to people and I asked them about village life and they always say to me, oh, I want my picture with Usain Bolt. I want my picture with Tom Daley.
1: Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm not in the same category as that. <laughs> That's quite, yeah, to be honest. But
0: who, who do you want your picture
1: with when oh you're my at the Olympics? Oh my gosh. Oh, I it's funny because i ha- from beijing 2008 i have a whole catalogue of photos with different people with andy murray with uh rafael nadal and lots of people like that and it's just it's so crazy just to be in the same village and, and as other athletes that are doing really well and to be honest it's you don't quite know who you want to photo with until you're there until <laughs> people start winning and you're like because there's always people that come out of the woodwork you're like oh my gosh that's This person. Oh my God! They just won this today, or they weren't expected to do that, and they just did the most, like got a world record, that kind of thing, which is really exciting to see. And when you were here in London, Mm. I mean, how did you you find the whole kind of
0: um, unfolding of the games, if you like, in terms of? village life getting around coming here and, and competing
1: everything like was everything just had a sense of flow to it. everything was doing really well everything was on time everything was very well regimented everything you know everything just went really according to plan and i think london should be very proud of the olympic games that it hosted it wasn't at the end, was it? The London Olympics. In a way, when you look at this park now,
0: when you yes. come here to a, it, it was very much a beginning point. You would suggest.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, it was very functional for the Olympic Games, and now it's functional for everyday use. And people, there's so much going on on the park now. It's like with extra jobs, with places for like kids to play. Obviously, the football stadium is—you know—the Olympic stadium is now football stadium, but it's also used for Olympic events too. With diving pool, we have had European Championships. We've had World Series events here. There's so many things that are going on uh, at this pool and in this park. It's you know it's really exciting to see. It's literally a place where you can come to work, come to live, and definitely Eat, come to shop, play. Everything you know, you can do everything here at the Olympic Park, which is just awesome.
0: And you moved obviously up to London. You left your your training yeah. base in Plymouth. What was your your reasoning behind that?
1: I mean, there are lots of reasons behind it, and I think I just got to a point in my career where I needed a change. I needed to shake something up to kind of get motivation back and get excited about it again and the opportunity to move to London came up and I was like you know what I'm gonna grab that with two hands and uh, I mean I haven't looked back since and it's been the best decision I've made for my diving and just life in general it's been I've loved moving here loved living here and just seeing this place develop. Can you be a bit more anonymous in London? <laughs> yes you it, can be a lot more anonymous in London than you can in Plymouth that's for sure Um, but You know, it's like London has its moments too. And it's like, it's just like... London is very different to Plymouth and Plymouth's very different to London and there's pros and cons of both. I mean I love going home and seeing my friends and family and spending time outdoors but in the winter there's not that much to do in Plymouth whereas there's always something to do in London. And do you
0: enjoy or do you just accept and endure the the circus if you like that goes on around Hmm. you a little bit?
1: You know people that come up and want photos or to say hello and all that kind of stuff. You know I think about back to when I was that age or when I if I was that person then I would want that the person that I was going up to to speak to them and say hello and just be a a human being because you know everyone that's doing every job no matter who you are you're a human being and you're no better than anyone else and it's interesting here because obviously you share this facility Mm. you're an
0: an elite athlete you're training for a a fourth Olympic Games but this is a community used pool, there's school children walking in each and every day.
1: Yeah, I mean I bump into the school children a lot. I bump into people into the in the gym that I share the equipment with, uh, people in the pool, the changing room, wherever it is. You know, I always I'm always bumping into people and it's it's nice to be able to share that with a with a community because why not? It's you know, there's so many cases where, you know, things are locked off to just elite when actually why not let the public and the community see the elite athletes training and hopefully we might get more elite athletes out of the programme. Yeah, do you feel
0: responsibility because you were very much a, a trailblazer you the diving program in this country is a mm. lot
1: around what what you've done and what you've achieved do you feel that responsibility um I wouldn't say it's a responsibility but I just think it comes with the territory I mean I've been fortunate enough to set up the Tom Daly diving Academy here we've had lots of kids starting diving trying it out and doing summer holiday courses Easter holiday courses and I think it's just a great way for kids to be active and to have fun and be social and have also discipline with like that sport brings so I feel so proud that diving is actually a sport that people are excited to see and excited to watch at the Olympics now. Tell us about the academy is that something that you are you're properly involved with? Yeah it's something that we started back when I moved here in 2013 2014 is kind of when it got like properly going and it's just been growing and growing and it's it's exciting just to see the kids coming and enjoying it and I try to pop in as often as possible to come and see the kids and um also just be involved in what they're actually coaching and teaching I'm very proud of it
0: when did you make the decision that you were going to go on to Tokyo because I remember sitting down with you after Rio yeah and at that point you were I want to go away and spend a bit of time yeah. with
1: family and what have you I mean I, as soon as I dived in Rio I knew that I had to carry on like I couldn't finish on that performance so for me it's just thought you know if I've carried on one extra year why not carry on so a, a, the extra cycle is tough and but you know now my body is starting to feel good again so I figured out what I need to do to train smart two bronze medals but how much does it burn inside you mm. that you want to be Tom Daly Olympic gold medalist I mean of course in every Olympic athlete that's always what you want but you can't let yourself get ahead of yourself and you have to stay in the moment and continue to focus on your training and you know competitions are competitions and they'll decide themselves on the day but I just have to arrive in the best possible position that I can you know you can dive terribly all year as long as you dive well at the Olympics none of it matters so I uh, just got to make sure that I peak for that to round up then I mean
0: how important for you you know as one of our mm-hmm. leading sports figures is it that the, the London
1: Park the legacy mm-hmm. from London 2012 mm-hmm. is is real it's current and it's happening of all the Olympic pools and all the Olympic parks that I've been to, London seems to be the only place that it is genuinely used, genuinely functional, and the amount of jobs and the amount of Kids that have been able to get involved in sport, the schools in the surrounding areas that have been able to learn to swim, being able to learn to dive and going to the gym. And I see so many community classes here and I see a community coming together. And I think that's something that's so special. And London 2012 really did bring the nation together and it's continuing to do so now. Even if you came down in London 2012 and you think you've seen it all, you've seen nothing yet. You need to come down, check it out, and you know spend the day there's so much to do around here whether it's if you're into shopping if you're into eating if you're into sport and exercise there's so much to do uh, all over the park Tom thanks very much thank you for everything happening in
0: Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park and the London Aquatic Centre this year check out the website queenelizabetholympicpark.co.uk or follow us on social media